Right. One, two, three. Hello everyone and welcome again to Scratching the Itch, a podcast all about free games and cheap games you can find on itch.io and on Steam. I am, as ever, your host Gareth Monk and with me is my co-host Luke. Hello, hello, hello. And once again we have the wonderful Sam Greer who was on the podcast previously to talk about No Mary Sky. Thank you for joining us again, Sam. No, it's lovely to be here, always, always. Good, good. And obviously, since you were last on, there have been some, I mean, I think primarily aided by your appearance on our podcast, <laughs> oh, uh, no there's been some significant career developments, haven't there? Yes, well, now, now I'm staff writer at Games Master, and I'm oh, the staff amazing. writer at Games Master. So <laughs> obviously, a direct correlation between my appearance in this podcast and then. I mean, we like to think job. so, but, you know, I. I, I'm sure I during the interview, I remember Robin was just like, <laughs> you were in that podcast, you know, scratching the edge. Yeah, yeah, you know that one that like 20 people listen to and it's like done very infrequently over the course of a year and a half. I'm like, yeah. yeah that one funny. where the one horse just eats throughout the cast and the other horse just sways <laughs> in a horrible Welsh accent. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah and, usually ha- and usually has like four beers before he comes on. It's like, oh, sorry, I'm a bit drunk, guys. I've only uh, had a glass of wine today, all right? Like, chill, <laughs> chill. <laughs> anyway, this week, we are talking about All Our Asias, which is a game it's for free on H.I. and on Steam. It's by Sean Hantani. You can find him on Twitter at Sean underscore HTCH. Um, I'll just give you a quick bit of background on the game. It's essentially a, a 3D, I'd say, sort of walking simulator, light platformer, in which you play as uh, the titular character going through the memories of his dying estranged father. And it's all about exploration of the identity of what it is to be Asian. The title character is a Japanese-American hedge fund manager. Is that correct? Am I remembering that? I think so, yeah. 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 Uh, And and yeah, the game is you walk around, you're walking through these memories, through these landscapes and talking to people um, and sort of finding out more about your character and your your identity uh, in this world. Um, so to kick us off, I think I think the thing that we all uh, well, initially found most grabbing was the game's aesthetics. It has this wonderful, like early '90s, low poly PS1 era look. Luke, you've literally just finished the game, so we'll give you a minute to think about it. But Sam, <laughs> to start us off, what did you think of of the game's aesthetic and its and its interface design and that sort of thing? Um, I mean, that's that's the best thing about the game is the the visual stuff um, is mm. really good. I mean, because it, it's like I mean it's like old PS One stuff, but it isn't really because like they leverage those sort of very minimalist sort of assets and stuff mm. for way yeah. more than. Like they use all these tricks and stuff that you never would have seen in a PS One. Oh, no, no, they no. would have, on a PS One. They just gone. We'll just use blocks. Everyone will just be made out of blocks. <laughs> but like this, they're like they've used lots of really clever stuff, and um, and they also mix it up as well. There's the there's that great bit where you go to the club, and it's just oh, like yeah. wireframe. It reminds me. What was that? What yeah. was that game in PS One where it was it was a side scroller, but it was like you were the ribbon, rabbit. You were rabbit. Ribbon. Oh. Ribbon Rabbit, wasn't it? Was yeah, it? I think was so. It just yeah. yeah, and you had the shapes came up and like they were the shape of like the buttons you had to press and it followed all yeah. your tracks and you could put a CD in and it would map, you would map the, a track to that CD. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, reminded ah, me, it, reminded, it reminded me of that. Vibra, like yeah. Cool, cool, but, it's, but it was, um, there was a lot of fun stuff with them mixing up the visuals in it, um, mm. which I liked. And, um, but I think what, what I liked about it was just, obviously it's, it's a free game on Itch.io and it's kind of like, and by you know one developer and it's kind of like, well, you know, you've got to make the most of what little you have. And I think they were, mm. they were really good at like, just like, just very simple visuals and just, cause there's that great bit where you first arrive in the memory world and it's the big tower. And um, and that looks great, like yeah, very yeah, yeah. super basic, but it looks great. And um, just things like that, I was just like, I was really impressed with just how much they got out of very little. Like, mm. so there was a yeah. lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, no, definitely agree. I think there's a real uh, unity of of because it is one author and one creator. There's a real unity of vision between stuff like the visual style, the art design, and and the music. You know, there's no. You know, oh yeah, the music. The music's guy. really good as well. Yeah, um, it's no, very atmospheric. Oh, so good. Yeah, oh. so I, 
<laughs> you're right there, Luke. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Well, what your what your what your what were your thoughts on it? I mean, do you do you largely agree with what with what Sam and I are saying? Yeah, but oh, I absolutely adored this game. And just talking about the music, the way like I don't know if you were playing with headphones or what have yeah, you. Yeah, I was playing the, my headphones. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god, the auto panning and like the reverb on the tracks, like bouncing between like your ears. It's almost. Oh, it was just so skillfully done. Oh, I like... see. I played it on my laptop speakers, so I feel uh... like I need to go. I'll go, I have to go back and do it with headphones now, or just listen, or just listen to the soundtrack on its own. Oh, it was so good, but um, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, graphics wise, what? So what is this? Is this thirty-two bit era? Was it what era was no. the PlayStation one? Well, I don't that... know. I don't know what it was called. Are we sixty-four bit? Isn't that? Isn't that? Well, don't, that's... Don't, don't they call it like the the polygon? Yeah, like, I think like, that's just, it's all yeah. your it's all your like big okay. blocks and stuff. Like that kind yeah. Of stuff. Okay. I mean, but early yeah, yeah. 3D, I think, is probably what you could just generate. Like, yeah. Early 3D yeah. Stuff. Um, yeah. And it has. Right. It's funny because there's been there's been a few games trying to sort of go back. Because what was that game? Mm. Um, God, Andy Kelly talked to a lot about it. It was El Heart Elsewhere or something. Yeah. 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 The, yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And it, it yeah. very much it mimics like the sort of style of PS1 um, stuff. Um, so it was interesting to see that in the same way that you've seen you've seen obviously all the pixel art and sort of yeah, well, bit bit style games. Yeah, stuff. that's what I was going to say. I think it's really interesting how we've progressed from this sort of nostalgia and nostalgic development, and which is still going on for for pixel art, uh, both 16 and 32 bit, to now we've got stuff for early uh, early 3D. You know, this, as you said, uh, that L elsewhere, there was that game that was like a procedural Doom-like FPS, which was called, was it called Scope or something like that? Or oh, I can't Strafe. remember. Strafe, Strafe. that's yeah. it, Strafe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was similar again. Um, and I think it's just, you know, it's really interesting that we're kind of, historically speaking, kind of anachronistically moving through these visual styles and updating them with kind of, you know, gameplay and technology that we have access to now. As you said, Sam, you know, having access to resources that you would have never had if you were actually making this game back in the days yeah, of the PS1. Yeah. yeah. I, cool. think, I think the thing oh, sorry, is they definitely gone. leverage it as an, an art style, as, you know, as yeah. an aesthetic rather than like a, a limitation. Mm, mm, mm. There's a, the, the way it used, say, the abstract um, sort of level design. So mm. like the way you were saying about the disco area had that effect. The way it made me stick to a path when there wasn't even a path. I just mm. loved that. Like, there was just a big black area, which I assume was a dance floor. But I walked around it on the grey path, sticking to the, like, path, <laughs> think, thinking I might fall off sort of thing. And I yeah. just, I loved playing this game because I played it like when I was about 10, playing the PlayStation 1. Every time I could see a ledge or anything, I would try and jump off it. And I was seeing <laughs> when I could fall or not. And then, like, there was this one little part where there's, um, which I realised it was just before the disco area, actually. Um, just for the club, and there's like a little perch and a little sort of cornered off broken yeah. fence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you yeah, can, yeah, yeah. I, I, before going in, I was like, ah, oh, I need to see if I can fall off it, and you can, but it literally just sends you back to the area, and you have to climb back up again. Yeah, well, it's it's a really good shortcut when you're coming out of the disco exactly. area. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I didn't at the time. I was like, I'll try that later because I was like, uh, I think I must be, I must be close <laughs> to a significant point. Did either of you, um, when you'd finished it, did you try any of it with the, um? the infinite flight on because I, I went did, back to yeah. yeah no i haven't done that yet yeah oh it's just it's just it just means that the jump is you know keeps going and going you can like oh, you know right. keep flying around as much as you want it was just an interesting way like i think i went back to the oh it was that sort of garden area that you end up in towards the end of the yeah. game and i went up and like you can go much further beyond that than like the game intends you to you know all the mountains are all there and stuff like that and you can kind of just explore and i think there's a few secrets in some of the environments so that's just, you know, that was quite interesting. So I went back to, there's an area in Chicago. There was a building which you can go to, and I couldn't find anything to do with it. It was like a hexagonal, octagonal building shape. I don't know if either of you found that. No, you, you can, no, I don't think so. So you can visit the area, and you can get to, like, a bright window. But I'm assuming you have to open it up somehow, but I didn't have time because we were, I was, I was late as it was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, so I went back and I flew all around this entire thing and I found like a ledge. I was like, oh my God, I'm finally going to get to a secret here. I'm going to get to a secret here. And there was absolutely nothing. I just went around <laughs> the entire area and there was nothing oh, no. to do. I, I couldn't find anything to do. I don't know if I'm supposed to do something else first to unlock it or something. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I, know, I know that he did put some sort of secrets in, but yeah. it's not, it wasn't anything major. It's like these little red orbs you can find that have a little uh, bit of extra okay. text. But, um, but that's what I, I loved spending 
like I'm more likely to spend time exploring something that looks this abstract and where I know I can possibly or it gave the illusion at least like old games where I can push the tech rather mm-hmm. than when I'm less inclined to explore like new games where they have an obvious path that has a little twinkle that's saying, oh, you might want to go down here. And I'm mm. like, no, nah, I can't be arsed. It's going to be a feather or treasure or some <laughs> absolute rubbish that I just, I don't care for finding treasure. Like, I would rather see if I can break the game, fall through walls and things like that. That's just how my mind works. So this was so yeah. exciting. Like to go around this entire area for five minutes and get back to the beginning. That, that was so much more rewarding than Nathan Drake picking up a little glinting treasure and me going, Oh, okay, they meant for me to come here. That's that's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's it was it, there was actually there's in the game at one point. Well, no, it's at the end in the credits. He's like, oh well, let, the the creator says, oh, everyone brings a different perspective mm-hmm. to playing games, which I thought was was really interesting. Like, I have a housemate who, whenever he's playing a video game. It, when he encounters fire, will always move his character through that fire oh, yeah, in order to right. see if it can harm him. <laughs> All right. Like I, n- I never do that. I would never think what? of doing that because I'm always well. I'm always just like, oh, it's probably going to hurt me. I don't want to take damage. But he, w- without fail, <laughs> like the first section of Witcher Three, where you're by the campfire and the monsters attack, first thing he did was <laughs> roll through the fire to see if it would set him on fire. So uh, it's it's he interesting. He must be getting pretty frustrated because most games will do that now. So there must yeah, be he must be just yeah. loads of games are just murdering himself at every opportunity Bombing around. for no reason. But it's like well, I, uh, I, used to, I used to complain with the like the start of the PlayStation Three area where friendly fire was always a thing you could always like shoot the friend like i used to start off playing games and just shoot my friends and nothing would happen and that was <laughs> funny because they were like why did you even try and i'd be like because you can never hurt each other but now it's the exact opposite where yeah, if you do that in rainbow yeah. six you're getting kicked out of the game yeah <laughs> yeah 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 100 um right anyway moving on from from the aesthetics uh well, well i think it's good to, to move on to sort of the more thematic elements so sort of so the writing and the and the themes it addresses as i said the game has a heavy focus on exploring uh what it you know what exactly does it mean to be asian this multifaceted huge continent which is three white people i'm sure we can say we're all you know very <laughs> oh very we're, we're completely we're completely you know in the right position to yeah talk oh in depth yeah 100 that's yeah. kind of the yeah. point of the game though well yeah, yeah there is yeah, there is that bit in the beginning where it mentions you know well you may well be playing this and not have any kind of asian heritage or for have any family members that are asian um and like you know, there was some a lot of stuff about like I'm quite I'm, I'll admit I'm quite ignorant of history generally, but let alone the ins and outs of Asian history. And like there were even a couple of events that addressed in this game or had parallels to that. I was like, oh, I think I'm going to go. You know, I, I know about this. I'll go research it now. So like, I'm, it shows how just how ignorant I am in terms of that space. Uh, Sam, as you're the guest, uh, what did you think of of the writing? How it portrayed these themes? What did you take from it, sort of thematically? Um. See, the thing is, I think the writing is actually the weakest part of the game. Um, okay. I really... There, there's there's some good stuff in there, but the, like... Um, one one thing that is just... Not necessarily a qualitative thing, but just, just generally is... The main character is such a, a, a fucking wee brat, and he's so <laughs> fucking annoying. And, like... And it's a weird disconnect, because the, the whole thing is, like... And it, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like this, this is I, I can, can assume this is deliberate. But like, there's this annoying thing where like the whole point is, he's going to do this procedure. He's going to go into the the memories of his father so he can try and reconnect with him before he dies. And um, because you know his his father's been absent his whole life. But but then the entire time up until like maybe near the end, you're in these mm. memories. It's just him moaning about how all the <laughs> memories and not wanting to learn anything and like just. <laughs> He's just like this really grumpy tourist going through his dad, rifling through his dad's memories, going, oh, man, yeah. man, when my dad was a wee kid, he was a wee dick. And I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> like, and you're a wee dick. Like, yeah, right now, well, that's like, the whole point. Yeah, he's leaving his mother just like the father left it. And he's yeah. just oh. selfishly going forward. And just, that's the whole I mean, point is this guy man. is just completely selfish. And he needs to... He's learning from his father's mistakes, but doing his own mistakes at the same time whilst doing it. So I didn't like even, I didn't even, I didn't even get that. I'm going to be honest. So this is, this is, this is mind blowing <laughs> stuff for me. Because um, I think, because I think his character, like the, the the growth that he sort of goes on and sort of the mistakes he makes and stuff, are the strongest aspect of the narrative. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah I think, I think the narrative's good. I think the narrative's good. I think my problem is generally just, just the literal dialogue. Um, yeah, it, it, right. it is a bit wooden and and, and yeah, stiff at times, kind of an expositiony in some in some sense. It's very, as well. it's just not very naturalistic or anything, which 
it's kind of jarring when the whole idea is you're you're going through these memories and things, and they just don't feel very convincing. There's none of those little touches of like authenticity that's mm. that imply so much that you can latch on to. There's never really any of that sort of kind of so like, like. So did you see your... that? Well, did you see that as? Um, like a sort of failing of it, or if it was purposely done to get that sort of feeling of those old games where you would bounce between NBCs and they'd just tell um, you what to I do. I mean, if, it, if it's a deliberate thing, if it, if it, is, it was a deliberate move to emulate that, I'm not sure it was worth doing because it, doesn't, it okay. doesn't add anything. I feel like I feel like the visual style is, is a compromise of what we can do. Like, mm. I, don't, I don't feel the visual style has a very literal tie to what the game's about. Um, other than the time periods um, from which his dad grew up, like I yeah, feel like, I mean, it, I feel like that's the, the only connection, and it's not necessary. Like if, uh, if this mm. had a massive budget and you did this in like a huge AAA production, I think I mean it would be a very different game. But you could, you mm. could, you do, I don't feel like the um, the visual style is absolutely integral to the story this game's telling. Like. So I looked at it a little bit differently. I kind of thought it was, because I thought it was supposed to be, we don't actually, see, I know you said there are a couple of games that are doing this style now. I kind of took it as <coughs> trying to emulate that sort of in another world dreamlike kind of thing, because we don't actually have games that feel like that much anymore. So I thought if it was a bit more of a modern style, a bit of a typical style, we wouldn't, it wouldn't feel it's as not, otherworldly. It's not, it's not necessarily, the problem for me is like, um, the way it's written, it doesn't come across otherworldly. Cause when Sorry, the, no, cause I was talking about the graphics then. You were saying the graphics didn't... Yeah, like, well, the, way, yeah. Um, the reason I feel they're sort of separate because the, the, the writing and sort of the gameplay um, make it feel very gamey. It didn't, for me, it sure, didn't yeah. feel very... It didn't feel very abstract because it was just yeah, like... Yeah, no, I, for, I, for me, I, it was I just definitely agree like, with that. I was just like, this is a PS1 game. Like, I wasn't like when I play... <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of some really abstract game off the top of my fucking head. Um, like, I don't know, even stuff that's not even that out there, like um, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery or, mm. like, uh, Fez or stuff. Like, I feel like those aren't completely abstract, but they definitely get me in a more dreamlike okay, yeah, mood and that sort of... I mean, dream, dreams are... I mean, that's a fucking hard thing to try and nail <laughs> yeah. down. But, well, well, yeah, well, this, exactly. this specifically is, is memory. Well, I, um, I, I was going to say the um, the graphic style made me feel like it was more of a simulation rather than a dream. I don't know why it did that, but I just felt like I was... I mean, I think, I think that is the sort of implication they're going for. They've constructed yeah, yeah, a simulation yeah. out of memories rather than you going through literal yeah. memories. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I feel like... I don't know, I just never... I never felt like I was rifling through someone's memories. It did feel yeah. very yeah, game-like totally for me. Um, I think I think I agree with with Sam what you're saying there because to me when it's like when I saw the sort of the premise of the game and I read the premise before I played it, I was like, oh cool, maybe this will be kind of like a like a free form kind of you know lack of you know won't be much structure. And then I sat down, I played it, and it's very much you know the first half of it you are going from one point to one point, and then there's that middle point which is basically just a fetch quest. And yeah. then, and then, and then there's, and then it ends, right? And it, and it, in, in to me, like, is I think in terms of, as I said, the sort of cohesion of what the narrative is trying to achieve and 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 an art style, there is maybe something there. But I think in terms of if you're trying to have that kind of an exploration of of something so abstract and weird as as memories, which are you know, if this is basically this is science fiction essentially. You know, you're trying to have something like that, a conventional narrative structure, especially in a space like games where unlike books or films, you don't have to do that. It, it does feel like a little bit of of something slightly different could be done, but then you know it's how how does a game like that even play if there is a lack of conventional structure? I suppose. Um, well, I mean, I'm because I'm trying to think of something really abstract because um, <laughs> I've definitely played stuff that I've. Like, I guess this, this uh, the thing I was thinking it. of initially was the way say in um, DMC and Devil May Cry remake where the walls all cave in and it's got that Inception vibe. Where like I, I assume that's what most people would go for now is the more. Inception influenced Hollywood style Doctor Strange I mean, sort of I mean, crumbling. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a very showy idea of like yeah. memory and dream, um, mm. which is not necessarily a bad thing because like Inception does like there's a lot of stuff in that film that's like if you if you ever like read up about the science of dreams or anything, there's a lot in that that's like yeah. kind of true about how we dream and stuff. It's just mm. then filtered through a very like Christopher Nolan sort of very technical mind. Yeah, um, it'll be realistic. It looks visually fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like like Doctor Doctor Strange is too too far into that for me. Yeah, it's just like this is just 
it's just fucking nonsense at this point. And it's just, it's just, it's just someone going, oh, we could do this. And it's like, yeah, yeah. and you did it. And it was, it was great. Totally and agree. whatever. Like, well, I feel I think... like when you, when you, the, the more abstract you go, the more deliberate you have to be. Like, I feel like mm. the more yeah. abstract you are, you can't afford to be like, ah, whatever. Like, you've, I mean, even within a conventional Marvel fucking superhero film, like, I felt like those videos were just going off the wall. Like, it's like, this has no bearing in anything. This is just literally <laughs> somebody blowing their load over CGI. And it's like, yeah, it just it just felt like it felt like you know sort of randomness for randomness's sake. Really. Yeah, it's like oh, it's, it's Doctor Strange, so let's make things look strange. Like you know, it just got kind of. So so I definitely appreciate that like this um, all our ages did not go into just we'll just be fucking weird and I'll yeah, not bother yeah. explaining anything. But I feel like it's definitely too far the other way where it's it's got a very gamey structure and mm. it's got all these sort of trappings that are like. It just it just makes it feel like this. You're not necessarily in a memory. There's none of those little. I guess if you're if you're trying to tell a story about and you're trying to tell it through memories, what you need is inconsistencies. You need mm-hmm. those things. And the and the problem you have is you're playing as a character who has who has no experience with his father. Um, and so he has no way to contradict any of the memories. Um, and then the the only avenue he's got is anything his mum's told him, but that yeah. doesn't really ever come up. Like there's never a bit where, or I can't remember a bit where there's like, there's like, oh, that's not what mum said. Like no, it def- there definitely isn't. Like there's never a point. The only point in time it comes up when I think is when he's speaking to General. Uh, which is a character later on in the game, and uh, and he's like, oh well, my mum, you know, he abandoned my mum, and and then General's like, oh, but he was a good friend to me as well, sort of thing. And I think that's as far as I can remember, that's kind of the only mention of that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like the, the the whole point of memory is you're you're sort of you want to scrutinise those inconsistencies because it feels like that's what it's gonna it's gonna go. That's the avenue it's gonna do early on in the narrative because they establish. Because what the doctor says something to the effect of like, oh, you know, these just memories are visualization, aren't... isn't it? Yeah, yeah. they're just visualizations. Mm. These are not yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah. literal and stuff. And um, but then it never really touches on it. I feel like if you if you want to talk about memory, I feel like that's what you want to talk about in all this. Is like mm. you want to talk about those inconsistencies and you know, memory's flawed. And just so I, whereas this, I felt, was too exact, like all the conversations and there's never any hint of discrepancies or anything. Yeah, it, it's all too, the dialogue is all too sort of clear cut and, and, and wrote. Like there's some weird, there's some sort of like weird stuff and it tries and throws you off, especially at the beginning tower where you have some people speaking sort of Japanese and it's there to kind of confuse you initially a little bit. Yeah. But in terms of the, the rest of the dialogue's presentation, it is it's fairly, fairly rote. I mean, I think like you mentioned Inception, Inception... You know, whilst as you said, so visually is is very is very Christopher Nolan-y, at least does something structurally with all the sort of different time levels. Whereas this is just sort of everything operates on the same clock; it's all A to B kind of thing. Um, well, I think, and, you I know, think one thing that Inception grasps about the idea of I mean, it's more dreams and memories. Well, it's dreams to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it, one thing that it grasps is is, is inconsistency because the way it's edited and things like they'll say they're going to a place, then they just go there, and it's like. When you remember things, you remember specific things and you mm. remember the key moments of an event. You don't remember every, you know, your memory is not a recording. Mm. Um, it's fragmented. And some of that is in the game. Like there's this, particularly in the, the, the dance floor bit, it's, you're sort of getting all these snippets of, yeah. but they're all very yeah, convenient bits. snippets. Like you, <laughs> yeah. know, you don't have to do any work to sort of read between no, the lines. It, it, it just kind of holds your hand and goes, oh yeah. <laughs> He did, he was yeah, there's even that. There's even, yeah, there's even that bit where the janitor comes up and's like, "Oh, well, I don't think it's you know, it's a tradition for the parents more than the kids." But don't tell anyone I said that. And it's like, "Oh, right, okay." <laughs> well, we see the perspective that this that this section is coming from, then sort of thing. Yeah, um, I feel, so. yeah. There's definitely a little with the dialogue. There's definitely a little too on the nose. Um, and I think I think even from the like the very first second you put it up, and there's the. There's the narrator um, and sort of introducing the game, and mm. you've got that. And I feel like you're already giving way too much. Your your game should be speaking for you. Like you should not be handing this to me. Like, um, and I feel like that carries on throughout the game, where it's like, yeah, just like the visuals are really good and stuff, and there's there's some really clever stuff in there. But then when it comes to the actual dialogue, which is the bulk of the storytelling. It's just mm. very conventional and just very clear cut. There's no. Yeah, I think they do try to um, <clears throat> negate that a little bit towards the end. I think where the, they see, they try to make it feel as if the generals like had a hand at 
causing all this to happen yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. But I still agree. Slight, I don't think. Yeah, but I still think it doesn't. It doesn't quite feel right. It doesn't quite work. But still, I mean, they they do try to do something with that. And I feel like that's a little. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean like it's it's like I, I like this is this is someone's own little project that they've done in their yeah. free time. Like this. I, I, do, I don't want to compare. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> compare this against fucking the two hundred million dollar budget yeah, inception yeah, yeah. and say, yeah, "Excuse yeah, yeah. me, why didn't you put this on?" You know, but I feel like if there is there is a weakness to it, it is the the writing. I feel like if mm. there was, I feel like if there was just a more general, I just felt if it was more natural and it felt more authentic. I feel like they would carry it so much further than it does because every time there was like dialogue, I was just, because the visuals are totally held my attention the full time, but every time somebody was talking, I was just like, oh, so this is what the creator thinks. And mm. there, was, there was no ambiguity. I didn't feel particularly challenged by any yeah. of it or anything. Yeah. Um, it just kind of felt like, all right, that's that's what they're talking about now. I guess. Yeah. Um, what did you think about the, the overall message of, I guess it was kind of empathy or <coughs> sympathy kind of, Message, yeah, I, I mean, oh, I mean, like the message is good. Like the whole, the whole, the whole sort of um, attitude of the game, I think, is is really nice mm. and healthy. Um, and as I say, as much as the main characters are a wee dick, like I feel like the game at least acknowledges, <laughs> does acknowledge that in some capacity. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, it was, yeah. it was it was heavy-handedly delivered, especially towards yeah. the end, where it was like, okay, we get it, but they really had to double down and explain. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, they they didn't quite say. Empathy over sympathy, but they may as well have just said yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, could this have been like just counterpoint to this slightly, like playing devil's advocate for a second, which I know is a phrase primarily used by arseholes. No, um, no, 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 no. Uh, we'll, we'll bring it back, like fedoras. Let's bring it back from no, the no, no, it's, <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, it's, no, 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 no. Don't let fedoras go, die. It gone, wasn't the fedoras fault. <laughs> they're gone forever. Anyway, um, is it is potentially sort of the 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 as you said, sort of the that kind of slightly hand holding nature, the kind of the less than subtle point making is it to compensate for people like us who don't have any real experience uh, and any any real life connection uh, well, to existing as a as a as, a, as an as I mean, an Asian person or in an Asian cultural uh, space? You know, like I mean, I'm, this is I said I'm just sort of raising this as a potential counterpoint. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if I mean that's definitely a possibility, but I feel like the like like. The problem with if you make art for the dumbest person in the room, you've made art for the dumbest person in the room, and that's like, <laughs> and all you've got is like stuff and something that <clears throat> is, and it's and it's not to say that you shouldn't try and find middle ground between you and your audience. If you if you care about communication and your art, which I mean, if you're making art, I feel is kind of the whole fucking point. But there's definitely you know you definitely want to consider what is your audience going to take from this and who are the people yeah. that are potentially going to play this. I think you know there, there's definitely a middle ground, and the point is you can only go so far, and eventually you're going to have to accept that the audience has to do some of the work. And if you don't let the audience do any of the work, then there's n there's nothing, particularly in, in video games. You know, video games are not passive. So if, no, there's, if there's nothing for you to do or nothing for you to work on other than getting to A to B to C, then there's sort of there's there's nothing there for you. You know, you've just mm. you've just been held through this, and then you're done. And um, you know, I feel like, you know, obviously, you know, you don't have to go completely abstract. You don't have to make something that is completely dialogueless and, mm. and you know, is so out there and takes, you know, like so much, you know, to um, figure out. But you can definitely have something like, you know, you can have Journey, which has no dialogue. Yeah, which is, yeah it's complete dialogue. But it's like, I, I don't know anyone that's played that and not understood it. You know, but yeah, it's also not—it's not, not patronising or handholdy or anything. You know, and I feel like mm, mm. you can definitely do stuff where it's like you can take—you can—you can make something that's accessible without literally just grabbing that person and like just telling them what. You're yeah, telling to say. them what to think. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, you should, your art should never—your art should never tell people what to think. Like, I think the thing with anything is you're trying to—you're trying to make people feel things. You're not trying to make them. The, the thinking comes after. You shouldn't be telling them what to think. Like that is something that should occur to them after they've been through whatever you've created. Mm -hmm. um, and I definitely got something out of this. Like it wasn't, you know, I definitely, you know, the there is definitely, particularly early on, there's there's a sense of like alienation um, with it, where you know you're 
you're talking to people that don't speak English and yeah, that yeah. sort of all those barriers to pro progression and stuff um, that you have to go through. Um, and there's definitely stuff in that that I, that I kind of felt strongly towards. I was like, this this kind of got me, you know, in a place. Um, but a lot of the game just it was just me going, oh, the visuals are really nice. And now we're back to the story. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. The story's not yeah. bad. Like I think the narrative's fine, but the all the dialogue I felt really just yeah, very very ham fisted, very. Just telling you, just telling you what the game's about, and yeah, which is a shame because I think if just the dial, if just went over that script and redid that dialogue, don't didn't change anything else about the game. I think you would have a, a much stronger game, um, mm. and I think it would be able to deliver those points a lot more poignantly rather than because the thing is when they just tell you what it's about, you just that's just that's just information. That's not that's not something you feel. That's just something you acknowledge and then yeah. you're done. And that's the kind of how I felt yeah. by the end of it. Like, I don't want to. I'm not. I I totally agree with you. And I <laughs> the problem is, is it just still really worked for me? Because I think I was just so into that. I was just, I was in PlayStation 1 mind. I was bouncing yeah. between fucking invisible walls trying to kill myself <laughs> off like things. Well, and you just, see, like, Luke, this I, is why we have guests, because otherwise, like, it's just, <laughs> it's just you and me, isn't it? No, no, one wants, no one wants to listen to that. Like, no one wants to listen to that. You know, but, like, you can but definitely... I totally agree with all the criticisms, but it really worked for me because of its simplicity and because of, like, the high concept. And it's, it is, it's goofy. But, like, you know, we've, we've it's all, goofy. But everyone has games like that. They're like, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, there's no, definitely something that you come to, and it's like, you can see all the problems, but you're like, but this is still fucking great. You know? Oh, yeah. 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 Like, Lightroom Returns. Um, uh, well, so, well, Oh, no, 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 no. Let's um, just let's just. I think we'll we'll just end. We'll end. Yeah, we're, we're going to end the discussion of all our ages there. Um, oh, as I said, no. you can you can find it on it. You can find it on Steam. It's free um, by Sean Hatani. What we will briefly talk about because I know uh, well both of you and well all three of us have a, a little bit to talk about. So just for the last sort of ten fifteen minutes, we will talk about what we've been playing. Uh, now, I will st uh, Sam, we'll start with you because you are our guest. What have you been playing recently? Um, well, obviously, I've been playing. I've been playing Shadow of the Colossus remake, um, mm -hmm. just called Shadow of the Colossus, um, <clears throat> which is just. I mean, I I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm just going to tell you, it's still <laughs> the best game ever made, and go and fucking play it. Um, oh man, nice. and, great. Um, I've also nice. been playing loads, un, an unfathomable amount of Monster <laughs> Hunter World. Oh, um, right, right. Which has been let's, an obsession. Let's um, get into this. Because right. Well, let's get into this with one of my caveats first, is that I played the demo and hated it. So Okay, now the demo is, is, is not... Is I didn't not touch anything. I didn't, I didn't until okay, I got it for right. review, I hadn't played. And I've, I've played, uh, okay. I played previous Monster Hunters and uh, Yeah, I was just about to ask, I actually played any others before. I, I played, played one on the PSP for, again, about 10 minutes and just thought, nope. <laughs> yeah, I played one in the PSP and I played Generations on the 3DS. Mm. And just yeah, ten minutes of them, and I was done. I was like, "Nah, this is not like." There's there's an idea in my head of what this game should be, and this is not it. Monster Hunter World is that game. It's finally exactly what I've. Whenever anyone's pitched Monster Hunter World to me, it's oh, it's a game where you go around and you track monsters, and there's this big world, and there's this ecosystem and stuff like that. That's what Monster Hunter World is. It's like it's the whole thing, everything. It's just there's this mad world, and it's got monsters it everywhere. There's there's fucking insects that are part of that ecosystem it's and play into it and everything. It's just the 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 the, the the core loop of the game is so good like I've, 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 it's it's what i've what i wanted to get from destiny like that yeah kind of, i was gonna I've, say this um because like because I've, I've seen it compared to destiny yeah and um and it's funny I because mean, like the problem is like because an abstract like the loop is the same you kill things you get stuff you go and kill stuff. more things <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, the yeah. difference is one just monster hunters core game is so much better like the, yeah. the enemies are more interesting the combat's more interesting it's more varied yeah, 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 like yeah, all yeah. that stuff but like the way the core loop works is so good because 
on Destiny's like you go and kill a thing and you get a random drop. Well, yeah, Destiny, you're hoping gun. you're hoping for what you want. Yeah. you know, you're like you'll go kill something. You're like, well, I need this gun. Maybe it'll drop. And there's like a I don't but, know one but in ten once chance. But once in a while, it's like, oh, I want that thing, which means I need to go and kill this and that, and that means, but I need then I need to kill the you know this version of them, and oh, I'll need to bring this to the fight, and it's like this whole thing of going through it, and then when you get that thing, when you finally get that thing you're wanting towards, you're like, oh, this is thunder. Now I can use it to kill that thing. Mm. And it's just mm. this great thing of setting your own goals and then working towards them. And yeah. oh, whereas Destiny is here, are your goals work towards them, and it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. so tedious. Whereas once yeah. I was very hands off. Um, yeah, it's, there's there's so much to do. Like there's I'm 120 hours into the game now. I haven't even looked at my I'm time. Hunter, I'm Hunter rank 50. <laughs> And oh Jesus! Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not even. I don't think I'm at even twenty yet. And there's still un new systems unlocking in the game. Like <laughs> I hit fifty, and it was like, ah, now there's this thing that you want to work towards, and it's not. It's not a thing you sigh at. It's not a thing of like, oh my god, this keeps going. It's. It's like you're so excited because it's. Yeah, like, there's more game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I've. It's been a long. It's been a while since like I've been 120 hours into a game and still been like, yeah. And, yeah. and for two very different reasons, because the last game I was this about was um, The Witcher 3. Mm. And um, and that was purely narrative stuff. That's what I was mm. there for, that, that world and those characters and everything. This has oh, yeah, none yeah. of that. Like, But that, that gameplay loop. It's just oh, so compelling. And Sam, you just you aren't selling it to me. You, if anything, you've just made my anxiety just rocket with the amount of time I'm, I'm you gonna, spent gonna, playing it. <laughs> I mean, it's not a game you have to play for 120 hours. No, like, I mean, because you, you finished. Know, I, finish, I finished the main story. Like the credits rolled when I was like 30 or 40 hours in. Mm. Like, That's still so scary. Um, <laughs> It's a big just, game, but like you don't have to. I mean, uh, it's the kind of game you do need to set like a, an hour or two for if you're going to play it. It's not something yeah, you, you can't just <laughs> dive in for ten minutes because because yeah, yeah. those hunts take a while, and that's what's mm. good about it because it's not just killing loads of wee minions. It is like here's your one opponent, and yeah, you have yeah, this yeah. long back and forth with them, and every fight, every time you hunt a monster, you can hunt it a hundred times. You go and hunt it for that 101st time and it does something new, something unexpected. Yeah. It fights a monster you've never seen it fight before. Like so just, I've, I've been just the way it off. plays out is just so entertaining. But yeah, yeah. you do need like an hour for those fights. Like it's not like Yeah, no, like I think the quickest one I've ever done was maybe twenty minutes and that yeah. was something that was a low rank one yeah, that I'd just been yeah. hammering for ages. <laughs> yeah, I'm not playing this game. I've been putting off near because I know that like you have to put a good chunk oh, of time I into want, it. I want, I want my controversial opinion out there recorded for the public, which is like near near Automata is all this shit. Um, oh, really? Oh, yeah. wow. And every time I tell... I don't, I don't generally tell it, because every time I tell someone who's played it and liked it that I didn't, they're like, oh, <laughs> but did you, did you finish all the endings? And I was like, yeah, yeah fin finished yeah. all the endings, played it all the way, done it all. And it's like, Still a oh, piece but, of do, shit. but did you do, do, did you do C and E endings? And I was like, yep, yep, done it. No, <laughs> but did, you, did you really watch it? And I was like, yes, I just, I just didn't like it. It can happen. Like, like oh, whenever someone tells me, like, they hate Shadow of the Colossus, I don't go, ah, but did, did you finish it? Did you, did you do New Game Plus? Did you, did you go through, did you spend an hour just wandering around this forest that I really like? Like, there's no, there's no fucking... Oh, man. Just accept it, but, like, near, near is a cult. Like, anyone who's into that game and you if, tell them you don't like well, it, they, do, were, they will not if, rest if, until you've been converted oh, to the cult. By next previous... time... Go on. No, go, go on, on, Luke, go on, Luke, go on. I was just going to say, by the next time you come on the podcast, Sam, I will have played it, and then I will be allowed to shout to you for not liking the Oh, yeah, you, I mean, you can be all like, oh, no, but it's so beautiful. And, oh, no, she she has to have her bum out all the time. Oh, uh, no, I won't stick up for that kind of nonsense. It's part, it's part of the... Well, everyone's like, oh, it's part... Like, it was like, what was the best... The best take on it I saw was like, oh, the reason she's dressed like that is because um, it's to do with how she's meant to be seen. And the whole game is her art from being that to when she chooses how she looks and stuff. Okay. And I was like, okay, is but for that art to work, that? did she have to start as 
sex doll with the bum out because I feel mm. like the character arc can still work where the the beginning point is not that. Like, I mean, is this the kind of character arc that will make you regret your words and deeds? Because no. I was I, I was promised that before and it did not. It did no, not it's, it's, it's definitely in that vein though. It's definitely in that vein of just like, <laughs> oh, oh no, it's, if, it's, she's meant to be like that. It's part of the story, and it's like, yeah, that's why there's a button if you press, it will blow all her clothes off. Like, yeah. Uh, it, uh, see, no, but that was why I was put off from the game in the first place but then when I played the demo I just really liked it for some reason I don't know why I like the combat which is the combat is really good the combat's really good which everyone who liked it oh no the combat's shit but the story and I was like what the combat's good the story's (laughs) shit like the story's everyone's like oh no but you have to play it through it three times and everything. I was like, yeah, you have to well, play it yeah. three times for no reason. Like, I've, having done it, I'm like, this could have just been one playthrough. Like, this could have <laughs> oh, all just been damn. folded into one story and not been tedious bullshit. Like, you're not helping with me putting it off and playing it. Oh, nah, put it well, off. Yeah, yeah, about it. Do it. Just yeah. Near, near my, they, also, that whole gimmick of like playing through it for new endings. He's been like, the, he's been doing that for like <laughs> 10, 15 years. Like, this isn't some new. Like this has been his gimmick for uh, like ten games now, and it's like we get it. <laughs> you want us to, you want us to just repeat it because everyone's like, oh, it's important for the narrative of this game. And I was like, but he's done it every game. It's all these games <laughs> about the exact same story because he's done it in every fucking one I of mean, them. Like you have to like as. Like, musicians have to have a USP, right? You've got to have your thing, your, like, little trademark thing. If your thing is not letting people get... Your your thing is giving your audience the weapon to beat you with when you say you don't like the game. It's like, oh, but did you play it three times? Nah, I just played it once and wasn't into it. Nah, you've got to play it two more times. You're going to spend 20 more hours in it. I'll tell you what, if if previous guest of the podcast, Agnew, hears this, he's just going to go... I've already already told him on Twitter. I was already... Nah, Agnew, I I, I was like... It was already... So another thing which I was going to say anyway about um, Monster Hunter World, which we were talking a little bit before we started actually, Sam, was that with Shadow of the Colossus, I love the slow-paced killing these beautiful creatures and not well, necessarily even Well, I had thinking. to review these games alongside each other. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I was going to say. How and they're here, because to they're, me, they seem so opposite. To they each are other. polar opposites. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because like they're Shadow just fucking murdering monsters for, like, no reason. And for Sh- what Shadow told, of the Colossus like... is like, we, you should consider your actions and you should contemplate it and you're standing in the ruins of the civilization and you have to wonder what did they do to end up at this point? And it's very introspective, very contemplative. You're completely isolated. And then Monster Hunter World is like, would you like a new jacket? Kill this monster. Yes. Get Kill that new jacket. 20 times. Yeah. Get that new jacket. Like, um, yeah. It's like monsters are just there to die and be your clothes. And um, that really doesn't appeal to me at uh, all. Okay. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I'm a vegetarian, uh, but like... But it's, uh, you it's know, not even just that. I'm, I think I'm just... like One of my favourite games in the world is Far Cry 2. And then go into like, and I still enjoy like Far Cry Four, whatever, as a guilty pleasure. They're fun to play, but I hate that RPG, tiny RPG light edition of crafting and killing like tigers. I just it it grates on me. Even before I went veggie, vegan, or whatever, it just annoys me, senseless. And I mean, I can't I can't say Monster Hunter World is necessarily going to change your mind. I will no. say it's in a completely <laughs> yeah, okay. different league from Far Cry 3 or 4. Right? Yeah, that shit. Yeah, like, yeah. like, Monster Hunter World I, I, I really that, is like, cool Mon- with its crafting and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Monster Hunter is like, you know, the Mozart of killing large animals. Like, it's just... <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's the, exactly the classical like. perfected form, whereas Far Cry 3 is like, I don't know, so what the one direction of punching badges in the face like it's just i don't care like i mean um, i got bored of killing nazis in wolfenstein 2 last year so i don't think i'm oh, i think not, uh, I'm yeah, not you've in got the mood problem. to kill monsters like, you've, got, just, you've got a problem i never I know, get tired of killing i just don't want to kill things <laughs> and, right. like, that's the point though i struggled through it just because i was like i have to get rid of them all i mean i definitely i definitely do wish there was more games that weren't murdering things that's that's always a thing for me um <laughs> 
Or, or at least when you are murdering things, you're murdering them less. And that, that is, to be fair, though, that is one thing I do like about Monster Hunter World, is you fight one foe at a time, and it's a big, mm. long fight. It's not that's, just... Yeah, so that's what appeals to me, like that Shadow I've, Colossus I've just body, you just take um, on a big monster. That sounds great to me. Because the other game I reviewed um, recently um, was Dynasty Warriors 9. Which oh, shit. Is oh, the complete, complete... That's a, another complete shift. <laughs> oh, it's, it's awful. Um, you know, it's, it's so bad, but, like, the thing that occurred to me is you're just killing hordes and hordes of enemies and off the back of like Shadow Classes and Monster Hunter World it's like this is a game that doesn't give a fuck about no, anything it's like it's just so careless um, and I'm also I'm also right now I'm playing I'm started playing and I'm reviewing Metal Gear Survive oh yeah Ooh, okay which we man we're getting all the hot industry gossip today. i was gonna say are we allowed to hear anything because it came out it comes out tomorrow does it it or? comes out yes. tomorrow well this podcast isn't going up tonight so nah. so can you can you talk about it yeah yeah i can totally talk yeah. about it awesome. um, which it. is that we thought it was going to be absolute shit they wouldn't right. give us code until right up until now and oh is that there was the all sorts of issues about getting it running and everything yeah they were yeah, like we need yeah. to wait the servers you know but then monster Hunter world they gave us code two weeks in advance they yeah, put up okay. the servers <laughs> like but yeah so we were just Fair under pressure konami wanted to sweep this under the rug and not give mm. a shit about it and uh, having put in several hours into it it's actually really good um, really yeah what? and it's uh, one thing that it is that i was not expecting is it's much more like metal gear solid than i thought it would be okay um if you told me kojima was involved in this i would totally believe it like the, the way the cutscenes are done the the tone of it the absolute really? absurdity like the pseudo history of it because like you know, the, the whole premise is you're pulled into this other dimension for mm. like um, yeah, to fight yeah. zombies and stuff but they, like, there's a whole there's a whole prelude to that. Like, there's a lot of cutscenes in it. It's, there's a lot of story in this, and um, there's a whole thing about like, yeah, this was this was all go- goes back to the Philadelphia experiment and everything. Oh my god! <laughs> and it's like, and it's like this is this is totally Kojima bullshit. Like, this is this is totally on point. Um, Philad, that's so good. Yeah, it's great fun, and um, the zombies are really fun to fight. Like, they're they're all made of like crystals and stuff, and they all crunch when you, yes. you hit them and stuff, which is very satisfying. But the um, but it's funny because it the the whole survival and crafting thing and zombies as the enemies actually fits the gameplay of like Phantom Pain, which this basically mm. lifts wholesale much better than going around sneaking up and guards does because you're then you then have to actually think about things whereas like phantom pain was very empowering and it was constantly like oh i'm just going to take out this whole camp and big boss i'll just go and trank all these guys sure, just like yeah. that guy this is like oh yeah i've got two bullets machete spear and there's three hundred of these fucks on screen and it's just like i'll need to figure out how to do this and it's Mm. like and even if you do try to fight and stuff and a lot of the time you will be running away and sneaking around and stuff like you will be avoiding confrontation a lot and even when you get to that point where it's like i need to kill these you've got to do things like so construction's a big part of it so you can build defenses on the fly and um as long as you've you've got a stock of them you have to there is like a big preparation element of like getting stuff before you go out in the field, um, you can't cre- you can't craft on the fly, so you have to come in prepared. But then yeah. one of the things is like you build fences. So there's this um, thing where it's like you build chain link fences and set them up, and it's like you've got to try and like use the environment to funnel them against these, so you can take on groups of enemies. Um, like, so it's a so bit tower defensey sort of thing. Like yeah, one like oh, way more free form yeah. than that because it's not like you're not defending a base. This is yes, you out yeah, yeah. doing stuff. Um, so it's got this really cool thing of like you're looking at the environment and in, you know Metal Gear Solid Five in Phantom Pain it was like oh well it doesn't matter you, the camp could be any number of shapes you're still going to go in sure, you're going to yeah. try and kid everyone and you're going to extract them. Whereas this it's like you look at a place and it's all open and you're like fuck. I don't want to be here, and it's like you, mm. you start trying to think of other ways to get around problems, especially as you progress and you start unlocking new tools and things, and you suddenly feel like you have to make use of all your different tools rather than them being just toys. Like it feels like fuck, I, I need to use this because this fight is going to be un, unholy otherwise, and it is hard. Like, um, and it, the only thing that kind of with the difficulty that I'm kind of not into is the there's the, if you die. Because the whole thing is, it's a big open world, and every mission, every time you go out into the field to go and collect resources and stuff, you head out from this base camp. And if you die, you go back to the last time you were at base camp, which can be as much as like half an hour mm. to an hour 
of progress just gone, and it's I feel like that's too harsh. Um, is that because see, I I've um, like I I adore Metal Gear Solid as a series, but. I don't know what it is about zombies just I'm done with, which lots of people are. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, I'm just, I must, They've been I'm, around for so long. Exactly. I must say, I'm totally done with zombies, like, and, I'm, and I very much yawned at them being the chosen enemy of this. Mm-hmm. But And I'm, I'm not super into them, but I will say I think they're more compelling than indiscriminate Russian boys and um, <laughs> Phantom Pain, like... Cause those those darned Russian boys. Because <laughs> um, those those guys are nothing. They have no personality and they're not threatening at all. Um, and, you know, Phantom Pain, was a, for me, was a stealth game where you're empowered. It was like inverse Snake Eater. You know, Snake Eater was like, you're yeah. a commando and you've constantly got to improvise and stuff. This feels more like that. This feels more okay. like you're out your depth and stuff because you create your own character which is great by the way because in every cutscene my my character with a stupid skull face paint is in every (laughs) cutscene looking like a badass but completely she looks like an she looks like a metal gear solid character that was left in the cutting room floor and she's just in every cutscene all these normal looking people like always in face paint like all everything she's been through being sucked into another dimension ever and she's still with that fucking face paint on it's just like it's real commitment um is there um is there a slight mechanic like in snake eater where it's like patch yourself up sort of thing yes they brought that back they brought back the whole thing where it's like you've got to repair bits of your body and you've got to have specific got, things like, spears in really awkward places Sam, However, why are you making me excited for this game the, the, <laughs> how the, is this the, the ui for that thing is much better than it was in snake here it's way less awkward but it's the same it's the same system um, okay. mm. and then um, and then there's all because the, the, the weird thing is that I thought would be rubbish is the melee combat because it's like that is not something metal gear even in fact no yeah, is everything yeah, it's never been exactly like... known for is it but it's really good like they make it work because okay. the the weapons you use feel right for it because the main the main thing you get at the beginning and you sort of use a lot is the spear and um and you are you're like poking at things and it's like you're putting up your chain link fences and you're poking through it and stuff and there's this constant thing of like you don't want to be near enemies so you're constantly like like backing up and just prodding at them and stuff how does the melee work is it just like a three button yeah you like, just you just, just it's just sort of over the shoulder and something. then you just press the button and they do combo you can hold down the button okay. for charge attacks it's super basic but it just yeah, it, yeah. it works it works surprisingly well and okay. it's yeah. not awkward as as i was expecting um you still do get firearms, but like resources for that are really rare. Um, well, I, again, reading because I've I've been reading a lot about it, but I still don't know whether I want to play it. But I mean, you, if you, if you the inflection of your voice, the way you just said, "Yes, they've got a snake eating three style whatever," like snake eating style thing, makes me want to play it so bad. <laughs> I mean, if if you're playing Metal Gear Solid for, I mean, did you like the Phantom Pain? Just as a point of comparison. Um. I love the way it controls and works, and I kind right. of like it like, like a Far Cry 2 way as just fucking See, around. I'm kind of curious then, because this is, this is really com- it's a really complicated answer to your question here, because <laughs> I'm not a massive Metal Gear Solid fan. I okay. do like them well enough. Metal Gear Solid 3 is my favourite of the series, um, right. by far. Um, Phantom Pain I didn't like much at all, to be honest. Um, it's not my favourite either. And, and it's weird because I feel like... Survive is weird because like I feel like the thing with Metal Gear is if you want that over-the-top story, that epic story, these big, large-in-life characters, you want that saga and that big feeling of history, none of that is in Metal Gear Survive at all. Um, the pseudo-history and some of the overtopness is there and the tone's kind of on point, but there's none of the sort of history and baggage, you know, um, that exists with the sort of main series. You know, there's no character that crops up and it's like, oh, they did this and did that. But then they have like a ten-minute cutscene. But then that was kind of true. Phantom Pain, like Phantom Pain, kind of was not the Metal Gear Solid game like any of the other ones. It was very far away. So I feel like if you if you enjoyed playing Phantom Pain for the gameplay, I I would make an argument that Survive might be better if slightly more repetitive. It doesn't have as much of a sandbox feel so if like the thing you liked about phantom pain was oh i can bring d-dog and i can go and put up inflatable 
big bosses everywhere and all this shit. No, like not really. I'm a very just. I just liked going in quietly and just slowly stabbing no, people. Well, well, oh, vanilla. <laughs> well, if you, if that was the thing, if you wanted, if you wanted to play it more as a proper like sort of stealth game and less of a like playground. You know, yeah. um, then I think Survive is a better game. Like, and that's okay. why I'm enjoying it more because it's more challenging and it's forcing me to actually think about things. And it's not just oh, you can do what you want. It's like no, you have to think about things. And I like games to to actually make me have to pay attention and do things. Narratively, it's just it's it's just, it's just fucking nonsense. But then, it, so, like you're saying, with the gameplay is the same. Sorry, does it still have like? I can't see. Like I remember Metal Gear, like Phantom Pain, being quite like all the systems interacting very well. But I don't know if it does anymore. But like, well, you, the things you, the things standards. you don't have are things like you know how like in Phantom Pain they were like, oh, the guards are on rotation, and yes, or you can yeah. sneak in this truck, and, and stuff. they had, and don't That's they like adapt gonna... to your moves as well? And stuff yeah, like they, that, they have all this shit. Exactly. But, but so the, the, rea- just, like... the, the reality of Phantom Pain, in my experience, was none of that shit mattered. You never <laughs> saw any of it. It was all invisible, and it's that classic thing of if the player doesn't see it, it doesn't exist and so much of the shit in Phantom Pain that interested me never came up because you never had to interact with it so Survive cuts out a lot of that no doubt because it's just zombies you're really dealing with yeah that's what I was but the but then the systems it does have you do have to interact with and there's lots of cool sort of sort of gimmicky stuff but like there's so there's sort of the main center area of the map and then beyond that is this outer rim which is covered in what they call dust which right. is the stuff you need to get a gas mask and like an air tank so you can breathe in it. So there's like more resources and stuff out there, but you have to deal with um, the fact that you've got limited oxygen supply and stuff. Um, and then it, f- it factors into when you're rescuing other survivors. If you're rescuing from there, you need to get them the fuck out of there and stuff like that. Um, but like, so they have the systems that are there, the kind of things they do make you like, oh, you have to deal with this. This is something you have to deal with. And like the way the monsters work, um, and they have this whole thing about like and like the because the, they can't climb but they can like they can like push through stuff so like okay. if, if you're on high ground if you can get in a roof of something you're fine but if you're in a building they will fly through the windows and everything they will like oh, that's so cool. so there's this thing where it's like the, yeah the only system really that you have to engage with all the time is the zombies coming after you and avoiding them. But they leverage it really well, where it's like it's like a genuine concern when like if you they're everywhere or you're in a building and they hear you and you're surrounded because it wouldn't take much to kill you. Like so, you really do have to find it. And then and if if you do survive a fight, then you've got you've got so much to go through to repair uh. yourself and fix yourself up. And then that's resources. Then that trickles. That <laughs> has a knock-on effect of shit. I'm now at this stuff. Um, so oh, I don't know. Like the the, the systems aren't on paper is interesting, like, yeah. easily. But then you actually have to engage with them and you actually have to work against them and stuff in a way that I never found with Phantom Pain. Like, you can just mm. play Phantom Pain as classic Metal Gear Solid. You, pr- and you, I mean, never you just play it as Rambo it. if you want to. Yeah, like, you never, you never, the game, yeah. you never have to bother with, you know, there's never any interesting stuff with that. And I didn't mm. find it very challenging. And that's fine, like, it was fun. But, like, the thing for me with... A stealth game is stealth games should be about disempowerment. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. Like because if you're empowered, you don't really have to use stealth. No, um, and that's the thing I with always... Phantom Pain is you don't really have to use stealth. Um, I think I always just choose to do that myself though, just from the way I play. Is oh just yeah, like when I played it, like I definitely was stealthy and went yeah, through yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you don't but, actually have to do it like that. But there's yeah, always sure. that feeling of like you're 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 only as you're only as clever as like you're letting yourself be like sure, you, you, yeah. the game is not really challenging you like, yeah i you always know? feel guilty in those situations for not taking advantage of of these all these systems that are in place and just playing it in a boring way like i always yeah. feel like i i should go back and do it again or whatever but then you then you go you go and do that and you start oh, just fuck about and then you yeah, get, very, see, you I, get yeah. bored within <laughs> 10 minutes because you're like yeah, oh yeah i can true. do anything and it's I like, it's not it's... interesting. Do be, like, mm. like, Just Cause is a really fucking boring game. Oh, you do all this oh. mad shit, but like, <laughs> Just Cause gets so old so fast. Like, yeah, it's, it's For 20 passive. minutes, 
I, I will piss myself laughing at the shit you can do in just the, just cause. But after those twenty minutes, I'm done. Mm. And like, I think us again. I don't know. Like, but I can do that in Far Cry Two still from like ten, twelve years later. Well, Far Cry. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm not telling you Metal Gear Survive is Far Cry Two because it fucking isn't. No, right? no, no. I don't want. But I <laughs> but what I will what. say is that like it is way more in that vein of because Far Cry Two has that thing. You are disempowered. You are outnumbered. Yeah, yeah. Shit will go wrong, and it's out of your control, and Incredibly you've got to deal wrong. with it. <laughs> and Survive definitely has uses the systems and gameplay of Phantom Pain to do to deliver that experience. It doesn't want you to feel like Rambo. It wants you to feel like you're some Rando, <laughs> completely. It wants you to feel depth. like Rambo in the first Rambo film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like Phantom Pain is in like Rambo blood. three, yeah. like just yeah, yeah. you know ra- ramming a helicopter <laughs> with a tank. You know this is this is definitely that first, first one. Blood, you're yeah. kind of you're definitely disadvantaged and stuff. Um, and yeah, like I went into it thinking it'd be complete shit, and I'm I'm kind of getting right into it, and I'm, I want to go and play more of it, which I think is always a good sign. Oh, I'm intrigued, damn it! I would, de- right. I would definitely say because because I'm not a massive Metal Gear Solid fan, and you're saying you weren't that keen on Phantom Pain, so I'm not quite sure how much you'll get out of this. Yeah, yeah. But I would definitely say it's worth trying. I would definitely oh, say there's a chance that this might be up your alley. Um, because um, yeah, I was not expecting much from it, and yeah, I think it's I think it's really good actually. Um, cool. Right on that note, we've been talking for nearly an hour, so <laughs> I can hear an hour, an good stuff. This is all no, it's good, it's good, gold. but like you know, I just, I just, I just, I feel like you know, people, people might get like you know, we've tra- we've sold them on like three games. They've only got so much money, so there's supposed know, to be Gareth, a podcast I- about free games. I just couldn't wait for the next Game Master issue to come out with this <laughs> review in it, so I had to ask. <laughs> I had to hear it now. So you're just trying to get out of buying an actual magazine. That's what you're Yeah. Doing. I mean, you've got to buy the issue. You know, my, my thoughts are going to develop. I've not finished the game yet. Uh, if you, yeah, if okay. you want my finished the, thoughts, the you're going to have to buy it. Ha, ha, Luke, you bought it. It's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, would be, that would be amazing. A, tru- a truly worthwhile abuse of power, I think. Oh, um, well, you know, I'm all I'm all on Games Master to abuse power. That's all I'm in. Yeah, I have mean, so much power in Games Master. <laughs> That's a star for it. Right. You know. B- brilliant. Well, we'll wrap it up there for today. Uh, the game we talked about originally was All Our Asias, um, and you, that was by uh, Sean Hantani, who you can find on Twitter, and the game itself is on Itch or Steam. Um, we've had Sam Greer with us today. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Sam, and for yeah, talking about that stuff. game and, and everything else as well. And everything else. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. That's all right. Always, always uh, nice where can people find you? Obviously, in print, they can find you in Games Master, Games available Master. at all good UK and, retailers. And online at lightningreturns.com. <laughs> Lightning returns, returns, little heart emoji. Yeah, left arrow number, left arrow number three. Lightning returns. Um, Uh, And where can I find you on Twitter, Sam? You can find me at at Sam M Greer. Um, Brilliant. And you can find all my hot takes on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Luke, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at Conkia. Brilliant. And I am at Gareth underscore Monk. The podcast itself is at uh, Scratch underscore Itch. We're on Apple uh, Podcast. We're on uh, Scratch. What are all the other services, Luke? You know all of them. Oh, Podcast Addicts, Squid. Yeah. Oh my God, what's it called? <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're on all of them. We're on all of them. That's the point. That's the point. We're very, pro- we're very professional. Um, anyway, Stitcher. thank you very much. Stitcher. Yeah, yeah, Stitcher. That's the one. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And uh, it's great to be back. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.